We are live and working. So good job with the audio there. So welcome to B3, or as some people like to call it, the Jeff and Mike show. So there we go. I have my so own show Jeff now. Jeff Mike Puma. I said I'm calling my mom, telling her I made it. All right. So here's something that I think is, is really relevant. We're getting ready to start um, Next Level U, yep. which is starting on the 22nd. Um, coming up in just a couple weeks right after Easter. Yep. And it's really relevant because a lot of people wonder what is this all about? And it doesn't matter what level you're at. And we were kind of tech joking before this saying, we've got people who just started in this business, literally like just got their license all the way through the number one agent in the world. Correct. And so yep. the number of next levels between brand new and number one in the world, there's quite a lot of them. Um, considering... Some have done zero, and Gwen is number one age in the world for Century 21, did 340 transactions last year. Right. So there's zero to 340. Next level is along the way. <laughs> yes. So I think the title is pretty interesting, and because I don't, it doesn't matter to me if it's your first deal or your 41st deal this year or your 400th deal this year, it's a next level for you. Correct. And, and it doesn't matter which next level, but it requires the same mental prep. It requires the same mindset, preparation, yes. and actions to do something you haven't done before in order to get to the next level. So I think that's kind of why we call it Next Level University, because it doesn't matter what experience level you're at, it requires a fundamental mental mindset shift in order to get yourself to take action to go to that next level. Correct. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Motivation is nothing if it doesn't actually motivate you to take action. Right, so yeah. our content is completely worthless unless people actually watch it and then go execute on the advice. And you know, I think the thing that drives us and keeps us going is that feedback that we get from an agent, you know, that says, "Hey, I watch this stuff," and it completely transformed my business. That's what yeah. drives us, right? But that that just speaks to you know the small group of agents that whether it's us or somebody else. Are going to take the coaching take the advice actually execute on it because otherwise none of this matters right but here's the nice fire trucks in the background rolling through <laughs> here's the here's the fun here's the reality of it all is everybody is going to take the path of least resistance yeah it's human nature to their to the next level so one of the things i was we were talking i love it because the interactions we have with agents is so diverse and so different all the time Yep. with people in their different skill levels and um, just competence and confidence levels. It's kind of fun, but it's all the same thing. So what is then? why do you want to get to a next level? And then what is the easiest damn way you're going to figure out how to do that? Because you're going to do that. So I like to cut through all of the BS and all of the super intense business plans and all that other stuff that's nice, but not needed. Like, let's be realistic. This is Q2. If you need to add one, two, three, four, or five more deals, or 10 more deals, or 20 more deals this quarter, that's the only thing you need to be focusing on. And then why the hell would you try to create something that's hard to do when your resistance inside your brain is going to force you back to doing nothing first? And then the next step of nothing is to do a little bit. That's right. the path of least resistance. So what I want to do today is talk about a couple of examples as far as what is the easiest thing you can do that are gonna help you, that's gonna help you get to the next level in your business. And I think that the inside this title is act small yep. and think big. So let's talk yep. about that for a second, because I think it's really relevant. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the way the way I think about that, and it's something that we've kind of coined and used around here. But you know, I think the act small part means that it's essentially simplifying the business and doing the small practical things every day. If you talk to Gwen and if you watch the interview that we did with her not that long ago after the announcement came out, one of the big takeaways in that video is Gwen's not doing anything insane or anything super complex to get to 340 transactions. Gwen is doing the small practical things. She is still acting like it's her first deal essentially, right? She is reaching out to every single client on social media. She's reaching out to them. She's connecting with them. She's commenting on their stuff. She's staying in touch with them. She is staying now by doing so, she's staying top of mind, right? Which is going to allow her to get the referral business and get the deals constantly. So ultimately it will feed her big picture, which is to try and continue to be the number one agent. Going out to the right? number one agent in the universe. Correct. Next. I mean, so we yeah, I mean, where well else can level. she go, right? But she wants to stay there because there's other people that are you know, did 330 transactions this year that are going to try and beat her next mm -hmm. year. And so that's her think big. She obviously is always going to think big. She's going to want to do, I know her, she's going to want to do 350 transactions next year because she did 340 this year. Yep. But in doing so, she's not going to change the way that she goes about doing that. And the way she goes about doing that is very small, practical things on a daily basis that she's going to execute on that are going to feed that that bigger picture you know you said the word but i want to drill down into it she connects with people right yeah i mean and that's the name there's the no bullshit about what she is what she says how she says it what she does she throws it out there she loves to fish mm -hmm. you look on her facebook and instagram she what do you see too yeah she would go into tournament shocker <laughs> right to try to turn fishing into a competitive sport mm -hmm. to win but um, it works, right? Yeah. But that's what she does. She doesn't try to say, oh, I need to have a certain role or a look or a, an image or an idea to try to put herself into some box or fake smile, um, headshot, glamour shot type feel to try to portray an image of what people think that she thinks people think she should be like or act like. She's like, screw it. This yeah. is me. This is how I roll. If you like it, cool. If you don't, bye. I don't care. Right? In, in the nicest of all ways, she doesn't have to say that. Right? She'll put out the picture. She'll put out the sarcasm. She'll put out her thoughts or feelings or comments. Yep. And that's where I think a lot of people miss out by just being themselves, man. Well, there's a, there's a fear, right? There's a fear to put yourself out there. There's a, I think a lot of people struggle with the, the mental rejection that can come from that, right? The comments, the, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, what fascinates me is, you know, even on, on this channel here, from time to time, we'll get that like negative comment, right? Right. But every day we're getting far more positive comments. But even with, even with myself, I know it's, and it doesn't bother me to the level that it would bother some, but I focus on that negative comment way more yeah. than I focus on the, the 10 positive that came in that day. Right. So it's really interesting how your mind will allow that to happen. Now, how you control that and let that affect you, because what most people do is they just stop posting. They stop doing it because they, they don't want that anymore, where I kind of go the other way. And I, that makes me want to post even more because now I know I'm starting to push people into an uncomfortable spot yeah. where they're starting to push back. And so I actually like it and I'm going to push forward. But I think that's where a lot of people get caught. They're scared to be themselves because what if people don't like them? That's right. And, right? and, and it holds them back. It's time to be con really confronting because, guys, 
I've been doing this for a long time. It does not get better than it is right now. It, no, it I mean, does it, not. It, why do yeah, I say that? I don't know what you're waiting for, right? This is a good market. Like This isn't a good market. This is a freaking phenomenally great market where I was just over at the beaches, right? The, the beaches here in Tampa Bay. We've got a bunch of offices over there. And the agents are having such a hard time because these people are trying to buy a house for a million bucks on the water, right? just under a million bucks. There's one. There's one in like a 15 mile stretch of beaches. There's one house for sale, right? That fits that market. But there's one. The inventory is nice. gone. Mortgage rates are super low at this time. We're like 4%, which could be fun to watch this years from yeah. now and watch back. They were at 4% with zero inventory. And it's unbelievable. So if you get a, a piece of product, now there's other markets that are not like that right now, but Correct. this specific market is amazing. So all you have to do is go do it. So got my point, and I don't mind being confronting this because you need to hear this. If this is your livelihood and your career and you're not making money right now, it is 100% your fault and you're being lazy and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Sorry to call it out like that, but I'm going to call it out like that because there's no excuse to not be crushing it right now. So let's go to the small things. Now, tactically, I don't care if you if you're stuck at 36 deals and you've been doing 36 deals for the last three years. And if you're happy, then stop complaining and pretending you want to do 50 and you're in a slump and you're stuck. Stay at 36. But if you really want to get to 50, you know what to do. You just have to do it. But stop trying to do the big things that confront your drunk monkey in your brain and just freak you out into getting fear. And then you get a negative comment and you push back into your shell. Yep. Right? What's the easiest things in the world to go do? For Gwen, it's to comment on a friend's kid's gymnastics post. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that's it's, what she it's does. strategic because she knows that if she comments on that post, that's selling that platform. So if it's Facebook, that's selling Facebook, the algorithm that she cares about that person. And so guess who's going to keep popping into Gwen's feed? That person, right? So if she does that with a core group of her customers, her newsfeed is filled with past clients that yep. now makes it super easy for her to kind of engage and stay top of mind. I think for me, where a lot and of creep her into their world. Correct. Yeah. And, and so that obviously helps feed her business. But ultimately, I think there's a place that every agent needs to start, which is where am I at currently? What is, especially new agents, right? One of the things we ask every single agent is, how long you've been in Tampa, right? Because we need to understand where is their sphere? How deep is right. their sphere here? Or where is their sphere? Because that is ultimately where most people's first deal comes from. And likely your next deal is sitting somewhere in that ecosystem. If you want it. If you want it, right? So now it's once we, once we figure out where your sphere is, it comes down to two things. One, we either need to grow that because you're from you know, Connecticut. You moved here two months ago and you know no one in Tampa. Right. Or we need to say, all right, well, there's got to be other people in Connecticut that you know that are planning on moving to Tampa. So let's go work them. Or we need to, you know, go look at a paid strategy or go do this or go use Obsidian or go, you know, there's other things that they can go do, especially if they're with us. Um, we have lots of opportunities, but I think they need to start with that. And then how many deals do you want to do? Well, that's right. Perfect example. Real life coaching from earlier than today, right? We've got a newer agent, um, just came to us from another company. Yep. Um, we're getting the support that they wanted to get their business to the next level. So they came over, we started talking about it and said, all right, 
here's how we run our business. What puts, what's going to put a big ass smile on your face in the, in the, over the course of a year. And then that's too big. I just kind of table that thought and say, how much money does it cost you to live right now? Yep. Right. Real. I don't want your fluffy answer. What does it cost you to live? Right. What else do you want to do on a monthly basis? And then how much money do we need to make in Q2? And this particular case, in this particular market, every check in this marketplace is about 8,000 bucks, right? So every time you sell a house, you make about $8,000. That was enough for this person to add $8,000 a month to their income was going to get them where they wanted to be in Q2, yep. right? So this particular agent, she has been here a couple of years, but she doesn't really have a sphere. So it's not like she's fortunate. Like those of you watching that are working in the town you grow up, you grew up in and you went to school in and your friends are there and your kids are there and your kids go to school there. You have such a luxury that you don't understand, right? So you take somebody who doesn't have that luxury and she's now in this town with not a big sphere. She has no choice but to talk to people she doesn't know or buy leads, right? That's the, those are your two options. Or there's a third though. She, you know, the one, and, and this isn't necessarily for every market, but for here, we're in a market where if you come from another state or another area, mm -hmm. we're in a highly desirable market that a lot of other people are, are looking to come into on a regular basis. Right. So she could, as a long tail strategy, be creating content on why everything that's awesome about Florida or Tampa in particular and running that to her sphere. She shouldn't neglect those people because they still know her, trust her and love her. Yeah. And with us, I don't care where they're moving. If they're moving anywhere in the entire country world, she can help service them and take a and referral, get a referral fee. Yeah. Right. So her business, she shouldn't neglect her sphere. She should still actively be working it because it's easy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, a, no it's, a, it's a path of least resistance. But yes, you're right. More so than somebody else, she's going to have to figure out another strategy of how do I grow my sphere. So in this market, in this office, we have a huge wall with an aerial overview of the market. Right? Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool the visual. And so I said, where do you work? Where do you live? Where do you want to work? And it's way too big. You can't say here, yeah. but it's just way too big. So like, what, what do you want to work? Where do you want to work? How do you want to do this? And I'm going to walk you through the strategy. I'm like, okay, you have the luxury of picking who you work with. And I think sometimes we collectively forget this. I mean, we've gotten really strong about it in the company and we hire people we like, Yeah. right? Because we can. And if we don't like, working with somebody we don't want to work with them so they don't work with us Correct. so you are the exact same way so what is your perfect customer if you could say all right my week i want to spend with this type of a person this type of a client in this type of an age range and this type of an income bracket this type of an educational level this type of people that want to work in this type of a market that have these interests that are these kind of cool level and this is what i'd love to attract to me Right. Mm -hmm. Do we not have that ability? Absolutely. And or you're just going to be like a normal agent and say, give me a deal. I'll buy a Zillow lead, whoever calls me, I'll take. That's the difference between doing transactions and building a business. So back to building a business, we were walking through and she's younger. And so her temp demographic, she says, I really want to work with um, late 20, early 30s, right? That are professional. They've been in their job for a few years. They're starting to save a little bit of money. They don't have a lot yet. Some are maybe getting married, some are married, but it's a kind of that transfer time, transition time right there. And so that was it. So she's like, that's what I really want to target. I said, okay, let's take that. Is there a big market of that? Absolutely. 
huge. So, but how do you get the eyeballs and attention? Because you don't really know them. You know some of your spheres there, mm-hmm. and you're going to start there. But what's relevant to those people? Have they bought a home? Not really, but they're getting ready to. Okay. Well, buying a home is a confusing ass process. Yep. It is. Somebody who's never done it or is thinking about doing it has so many fears and doubts and anxieties in their brain of the unknown because how are they going to know? They don't know the difference between programs and grant programs and 3% down or 0% down or 5%, 10%, 20% products and which parts of town you can have these different projects in and is it okay to buy in a really crappy neighborhood, right? Yep. And to just to get a home and just live there for a while, even though it's not your forever home, is there a way you can do that? So I said, you've got the opportunity to become the voice for that whole region demographic and thought and just kind of coach through the process and do kind of what we're doing. Sit down with the mortgage guys and say, let's go through an example. Here's my friend, Joe. Joe is thinking about buying. He has zero clue between the balloon program. But let's chat for a little bit about how much money does Joe need to buy in your house? Let's just talk. Correct. And they can go through this. She can have, I said, what do you like to do? Do you have any interests and hobbies? And she's like, I like wine. I'm like, sweet. So do a lot of other people. Pour some wine and bullshit with your loan officer and have a happy hour wine party on Wednesday night. And let people yeah. watch this and target it and demo it. And people are going to start liking it and sharing it and posting it and commenting and DMing you. You're going you're gonna to build that follow. And it's those it's those subtle things. I think there's a couple things to keep in mind as you, you know, are an agent. If you want to start doing content or doing something similar to this, start your own podcast, whatever. It's super easy. There's free apps. You know, Anchor is one of them that we use for podcasts. Download it. It's free. But I think there's a couple key things. The wine is a perfect example. Those subtle things help build a connection with your audience. If you want to work with other, you know, females or other males your age and you like wine and you want other people that like wine, right? Because uh-huh. you know they're going to relate to you. You don't even have to mention the wine. Just by sitting there with that glass of wine, you're instantly going to start to connect with other people yep. that like, you know, that type of wine. It's it's really interesting how that happens. The other side of this is like hockey fans that are interested in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, they're going to suddenly notice your jersey. Podcasts solely because I'm wearing a lightning right. shirt, right? There's like these little subtle I just things. I like the color blue on your shirt. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> um, there's these little subtle things that will make all the difference in the world. Now, here's the other thing I think that some people make a mistake on, especially when they're trying to target first-time home buyers, younger younger uh, clientele. I Here's the way I look at it. You're going to have some people that like to know the detail of every single thing, right? But I'll, I'll ask you this question. You go, you need your computer fixed. Mm-hmm. You take it to Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Do you want Best Buy to fix your computer or do you want that guy to sit there for 30 minutes and talk about every single thing that he did and how it all worked and how it got done and all yeah. that? I would walk Grab it and walk away after Correct. about a minute. All you want is you want to trust in the expertise, right? Yeah. So to me, here it is. Fix it. I think that some people go in too much detail. They're yeah. going to sit that mortgage guy down. He's going to go because he's an expert and he's a professional, and he's going to go into all the details, and you're going to lose your audience because here's the reality: they don't want to know all the details because if they did, they would Google it. What right? do they need to know? They, they, yeah, you need to stick to the key things that they need to know. More importantly, you need to make them feel comfortable that you know it, right? So yep. it doesn't have to be a fact spiel. It has to be, you can touch on a couple of the detailed points and explain how complex this can get. 
but then back it off and say, hey, but here's the nice thing about this. You don't need to worry about all the complexities. That's, That's right. why you're going to hire me. I know it. He knows it, right? So we're going to work together now, and I'm going to guide you through the process. But here are the core things that you need to know, well, right? And, and the basic. going deep into those core things. It's Correct. How much money do you need? Yeah. Right? I mean, and what's your debt to income ratio? What can you afford? Right. How much money do I have to put down? What's your credit score need to be? I mean, Go to Credit Karma right now for free. Figure out your credit score. It's just going to ballpark you. Correct. And then how much money do you need to buy a house at that stay at that caliber? What do you qualify for? Correct. That's all you need to know. The, that's Those and are literally the core questions. That's it. That's after, a 14 after second you know that, They don't care that there's 7 million grants out there and this is how it works. And you have to do, no. Listen, those grants may be extremely valuable to them, but that's where you're going to come in as a professional and imagine that surprise and delight when you come back to them and say, oh, by the way, I found this grant program. Here's the form I need you to sign. But yeah. This is going to help you with the down payment. Or there's a neighborhood. It's, it's or, a 20 drive from here, but it's zero money down right now. And we right. can get I all mean, the those, closing costs covered. You will literally walk away with money yes. if you buy a house. But it's 24 minutes away. If you want to live here, you can't do that. Correct. But those, this is those what are the, Those are the core things. So I think... You know, I see that a lot, um, but you know, the nice thing about this, going back to the execution part of it, <laughs> with platforms like Instagram and LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn right now, you can reach those audiences so easily for free with no money, right? She could put this content out and target through hashtags on both LinkedIn and Instagram. Yeah. She could target specific hashtags that will allow her to put that content in front of the people that she wants. And now, if the content is good and it resonates, you're often she's going to follow. Yep. And she was talking about how she's getting people that are just reaching out to her, say, "I see your content. I'm it's, moving to Tampa. I want to talk." That's how to you. I found her. Yeah. That's why she's here. Yep. I was just doing going through it, and I saw you know how she was doing and what she was putting out, and mm -hmm. I I was really impressed by it. So I reached out to her and just said, "Hey, by the way, I just wanted to reach out and say, you know, congrats on putting out great content. Like yeah. I don't see this a whole lot in the marketplace. Really, really proud of you." And then you know it ended up leading to her having conversation, and then she ended up deciding that this was a better place for her to come work. Yeah. And you know I think it is. I think we're going to skyrocket her business. Oh, there's no doubt. Skill set. So. Another example, I was talking with another agent earlier today and what their niche, they established agent doing very well, um, wants to up their game. They're doing a lot of transactions, but they want to raise their price. Mm -hmm. right? So that's almost like a brand new agent starting into the business because you're going into a brand it's new market and with people you don't know, with no background and credibility in that neighborhood. So you have the same doubts and fears and anxieties as a brand new person because you are a brand new person to that market. Yep. So you're going through the exact same next level thing. So this specific example, we said, okay, what do you want? Do you, you've got to make a decision here. Do you want to focus on buyers in this neighborhood or sellers in this neighborhood? And either one, you just got to learn how to, to work either way. So let's figure that out. Because if in this particular case, it was, I want to talk with sellers. Okay. I said, okay. So if you want sellers, how are you going to find these sellers? And in which geographic area do you want to work on? You can't just say, the beach or the county, right? It's too big. Let's start in a town. Why that town? Yeah. What do you like about that town? How can you how can you get so niche down into a town, down into what's the smallest geographic area you can get into? 
Well, now they've limited it to 10 miles, but you go yeah. 10 miles around a, a zip code or an address. so Or into a zip code. Or into a zip code, and, yeah. And just blast right into that. Like the, this specific market, you get you had a zip code, you covered like two beach towns. Correct. So she could niche into just that one yep. area and talk about how that is the, that's the vibe, that's the territory, that's her whole world. And then go in a little bit deeper. And because we all have this at the touch of our, on our phones, right? She goes into census.gov and get census data and realizing who lives here, who owns here that doesn't live here, where are they from? In this specific market, the people that are moving here or buying vacation homes are all from the Midwest I-75 corridor, yep. right? That are running up through Illinois and Michigan and Minnesota up through Toronto. And, and it's just, it's a natural migration that comes down. So now she takes some listings of other people's or some of the company's listings and starts doing social ad engines, mm -hmm. plus targeting for in these little specific marketplaces. She's starting to find buyers for listings and getting a listing and, and promoting it up there. And when she starts telling the local market about how she's marketing to the buyers that where they are to come for our listings, she's starting to get attention as an out of the box marketer that niches in that town only and how she has put the stake in the ground that this is my town. Right. right. I am only yeah, focusing so. on this town. This is where our buyers are. Here's how I reach out to it. I've got a global network of amazing professionals. I'm a badass rock star agency, Jedi master ninja marketer. And I'd love to interview for the job and yep. talk to you guys at all. And she's just in their face over and over and over and over and over. And that's how she is and starting to and will continue to grab market share in just that town. Yeah. And that's it. But that's the focus. That's the that's the acting small. But how to do that more, like what else do you think? Because we know, but I want to re remind people, what are some other things in that niche market that she should do to act small while thinking big? Well, I mean, part of part of our strategy that I push our agents to do, and only only a few, in my opinion, have executed on it really well. But those that have have done really well. Is you know, if you have a niche within a niche market that you're trying to own, alignment with businesses or people that are already trusted, I call them, you know, your little micro influencers yep. of that market is a no brainer, right? If you know that, you know, John's coffee shop up the street is the place where there's a line out the door every freaking morning because people just love John's coffee. There is no reason that you're not sitting down with John and letting him tell a story. Or if John's too busy to sit down with him, here's an idea just go live and shoot your own piece of content from in front of john's yeah just that alone of seeing your face associated with john's who's really really popular in your area yeah. will do wonders. but you know i think the key is to realize that especially in real estate it is a community-based business and the smaller the community the more tight-knit it is, the more everyone knows each other, and the easier and faster your business will grow within it if you are able to get yourself and your face out into the community. That doesn't mean put your face on bus benches. That doesn't mean put your face on billboards. Right. It means actually going out and bringing value to the community, whether that's a local business, whether that's a local influencer. Um, you know, Here's the thing. Would it be a bad idea if you were doing an open house, if you knew that there were a few moms or, you know, few micro influencers who had a heavy influence in that particular area of town to maybe buy them a bottle of wine and say, hey, do you mind sharing my open house or my listing? It's literally influencer marketing, mm -hmm. but at a very, very small level. And a lot of times 
they're going to do it for free or very little money or some sort of, you know, thank you for doing it. But you're going to reach the entire community because you're leveraging the attention that other people have. So the way this, I mean, this is a simple game. You either have the attention yourself or you need to leverage those that do. That's right. That's it. I mean, that's the name of the game. So those are just a few things. Well, you could uh, go a little play. deeper into that for a second, because what I see a lot of people is even at the micro level, the yep. super niche, trying to put on a, a persona, right? That is generic. And I, it drives me crazy when people try to be what other people think they should be. Yeah, right? it, it's, it goes back to authenticity. It's it, going it's it to come out immensely. To, to build a brand in a in your neighborhood, like in your town, the area that you live and and work your daily life, because you know, prime example is stuff I did a little bit ago as a test. You know, I'm a huge Redskins fan. Shooting, I shot videos wearing Redskins gear and put it out to the Tampa DMA. Now on the back end, I targeted Redskins fans yep. who happen to live in Tampa. Right? So it's going to resonate extremely well with them. But I'm truly a Redskins fan. If I tried to do that in a Dallas Cowboys shirt, right. it instantly would be exposed. If you have cats Correct. and you're holding and a you're, cat, you're people will sense it your Because face. you think that's going to get you more views, it will backfire. And don't try to be a Democrat if you're a Republican. And don't try to be a Republican if you're a Democrat. And don't try yeah, to. I mean, it's not. It's, it's going to backfire. It's not going to work. But so, here, here's the point. Half of the people in your town are going to like you and half the people in your town are not going to like you. Yep. And that's hard to swallow sometimes, but it doesn't freaking matter because there's half Unless your town anywhere. is 10 people, like it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't right? matter at all. I mean, you know, as long as your market is big enough where you're not dealing with, if John doesn't like me, I'm going to do one deal this year. Uh -huh. um, you know, who cares? Don't be, but my point is, be you because you're going to attract and repel no matter what you do. And if you're being insincere about anything, you're going to repel everybody because it's, there's going to be a, a bullshit scent to your story. It well, just is. So I, just I think, be you and attract and repel. I think the punchline is no one's opinion of you should matter more than your own. Yeah. To me, that's the punchline. So, you know, honestly, there, you know, if you think about the other people outside of like your spouse or, you know, people closest to you, their opinion does not impact you in any way. It doesn't benefit you and it doesn't negatively impact you. Right. Right. So why are you spending time trying to appease it? And ignore completely everything anybody says because it's completely irrelevant. And the more you start doing well, the more people will start saying things about you. And it doesn't matter and embrace it. And it, it doesn't matter that ultimately, as my dad always says all the time, trust is the currency of the future. So mm -hmm. be authentic and be real and help people. And some people will like you and want you to help them. And some people won't. And it's just fine because you're going to fund the lifestyle that you want to put the big ass smile on your face. So that's the reminders that I wanted to make sure we get out. Oh well, yeah. Today. I mean, if you're in the middle, you die. <laughs> like that just, you never want to be in the middle of anything. Um, especially in business and you know, it, it just won't, it won't work, yeah. right? Because if I don't really connect with you, but I pretend I connect with you. And then I also want to connect with this person over here, 
but maybe this person doesn't like you. So now they don't like me because they see that I like you, but I want them both to like me. Like that's a triangle of disaster. And And ultimately nobody's going to like it in your God. Yeah. It's just, it it won't play out. Right. So be real, be often authentic, authentic. And I love the, I love the, the phrase act small and think big and remember everything is relationships everything is connections everything is communication and the quality of your connections and communications totally equates to the quality of the life that you're living right now and if you want to improve the life that you're living right now at whatever level that means to you you have to improve your communications you've got you have to right and just be real and put it out there and connect with more people and then it absolutely works and if you guys are local or not local and want to come join us we got people coming from all over for next level university is what we're doing it's completely free it's just what we're doing to the b3 tribe and love you guys we're just trying rising tide raises all boats so we're we're every brand every agent anywhere come right you're gonna you're gonna get something out of it maybe you want to work with us maybe we won't want to work with you who doesn't matter but come listen learn grow and be a part of it and as always let us know what we can do to help you and hopefully we're bringing some value to you guys. Give us a little comment. Give us a little thumbs up, thumbs down, something on the, the podcast. Let us know what you're thinking or even what you'd like to see on the, one of the next ones that we do next week. So yep. anything, any closing, closing talks? Nope. Um, yeah, I think we hammered it home. So do it. Be real, be you, and have it. Have fun. Right. Make money. Thanks for watching, guys. See you guys. See you guys soon.